Hello, I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. This is part three of the Yoga Store Murder, a.k.a. the Lululemon Murder story. The drama. The drama. (laughs) And when we left off, I just told you that Brittany had had been charged with Jaina's death, murder, and she... Yep. (laughs) She didn't just die. And, um... Brittany and her attorney are attempting the defense strategy of lowering the charge to second-degree murder. In doing so, you have to tell what actually happened to prove that it wasn't premeditated. So this is Brittany's story, the truth of what happened at Lululemon that night. It's about time we heard the truth, mm-hmm. Brittany. Tell me the truth. Oh, the lights just went out. <laughs> out there. <laughs> <They're> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jaina and Brittany were, in fact, closing up the store that night, and Jaina did, in fact, come back to the store to let Brittany in to get her Metro card. But something happened before all of that. So Claire guessed it in part two because she's one smart cookie. Thank you. But I'll tell you anyways. (laughs) So the store had a policy where both people who were closing up had to check each other's bags to make sure that no one was stealing. Because at this time in the night, they've closed off the security alarm thing that will go off when you walk out of the store. And so they just had this, like, buddy system in place to ensure that everything was accounted for. Right. And, I mean, they sell expensive products and they trust their manager. So that that policy makes sense. Right. Except for that it kind of puts people in weird positions if they do catch someone stealing. That's so true. And that's what happened on this night. And it led to someone's death. Yep. Lulu. Bad policy. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's a the terrible policy's policy. fault. Absolutely. All of this happened because of this dumb rule. No. <laughs> That's not really what it, why. We're but. kidding. Okay. So Jaina caught Brittany stealing a pair of yoga pants. And Brittany tried to tell Jaina that she had just bought them earlier that day and that she couldn't find her receipt. So Jaina is like, okay, no big deal. Tell me who sold them to you. I'll give him a ring. We'll clear this all up and go home. Oh, no. (laughs) So Brittany tells her the name of some employee. Jaina calls said employee. And they're like, yeah, no, that did not happen. She's stealing. (laughs) And so at this point, it's like really late in the night. And Jaina is a supervisor, but she's not like the main manager. So she can't just like she can't do anything to Brittany. Right now. Right. So she's like, okay, like, it's late. I'm sure you have an explanation. Like, let's just go home and deal with it tomorrow. Like, no big deal. And that's when they go their separate ways. Until Brittany calls and asks her to meet her back at the store to get her Metro card. Goodness. So they're back at the store together again. And Brittany said that she just lost it. Like, that's what she says. She said... Like, she was just there to get her wallet, but something came over her and just anger and, like, confusion and frustration. And she grabbed an item off the shelf and started beating Jaina with it. But then she realizes that what she grabbed wasn't working. And so she grabbed something else. And she does this a minimum of five different times. She beats Jaina with at least five different objects before finding a knife and stabbing her twice, which ultimately killed her. 
And that's another kind of argument against the premeditation, because if she had planned to kill her, why would she just get some random item that wouldn't have killed her? Right. Exactly. This kind of supports her theory that something really did just come over her. And she had to sort of adapt Mm -hmm. to the situation, as we see her do with the crime scene as Mm -hmm. well. Like she has to come up with some sort of like make-believe story. After killing Jaina, Brittany devised this whole plan to cover it up. She put on a pair of men's shoes that they sold in the store, walked around in the blood, cleaned them off, put them back on display. We already knew that, though. She, she cleaned them off so poorly, too. It's just Well, they didn't look like they had blood on them, but like there is a way to tell yeah. when you are a forensic analyst. Yep. So, um, gotta be smarter about murder now that you we're can't advanced. Get in away forensics. with it. Yeah. Just don't but, murder people. Oh, yeah. That's also an option. Don't kill anyone. <laughs> she then, <laughs> I have to tell you something terrible after laughing. Oh, okay. no. So, she then cut slits in Jaina and her pants to make it look like they had been sexually assaulted, which is so annoying and disgusting. Yeah. And then she took a box cutter and cut herself a few times. And at some point during all of this, she moved Jaina's car. And that's why there's blood in all of it. That, See, that's another thing in, in support of her non-premeditation argument because that makes no sense. Why did she do yeah. that? I think she was just like freaking out and going totally, just like totally entered that crazy zone where nothing you do makes sense. You yeah. gesture in the air. <laughs> Randy gestured in the air and she was like drawing a circle of the crazy zone. So if anyone wants to know where that's located. It's above my head, slightly forward in the air. Don't walk into that area. That's where Brittany was. She was there. She reached that spot. She did. And I think that she probably was just like, okay, what happened tonight before I killed this lady? How do I erase everything that happened? And moved her car, which, I mean, doesn't make sense when you're trying to cover up a crime scene. Right. And I mean, like, if you watch the show, like, How to Get Away with Murder, or even, like, Scandal, Mm -hmm. any Shonda Rhimes show, really. Right. They clean the entire place and make it look spotless. But in this instance, that was, like, a clear indicator that something fishy had Mm -hmm. happened. So sometimes if you're trying to, like, fake your own attack, making it look as horrible as possible is, like, that's 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 good. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. Or just don't do that. That's also, you know, it's along the same grain as don't murder anyone. (laughs) Don't lie <laughs> about if stuff. only we all had Viola Davis to come and give us a couple tips. Like, you yeah. murdered someone, but I'm going to help you. Right. But we don't. We don't, unfortunately. No. So, before morning, she ties herself with zip ties, lays in a pool of blood with a dead body in the other room, and just patiently waits for the opening manager to get there. Just chilling. Right after the store had closed, which I'm assuming is like 10 o'clock. Yeah, and it probably didn't take that long to do what she did because it wasn't very thorough. No. And I mean, you'd just be sitting there all night. Yeah. In your blood and her blood and... It's just not... In pain because you just cut yourself and... Which I don't don't have the restraint to do that. Well, there was like a couple... I didn't really find any super good evidence of this but there was some discussion about how her wounds you could tell they were self-inflicted because um i think you've talked about this before i don't know if this wasn't on the podcast or just in our casual conversation <laughs> yeah, right? but that your body like rejects the like 
if you're gonna cut a slit across your stomach your body will reject it Mm -hmm. and it will kind of go upwards into the side yeah it'll so you have a natural instinct to avoid self-harm um unless you have some sort of like psychological issue that um kind of like turns that off which happens every once in a while we see Mm -hmm. that with people who have an issue with cutting which is a a real problem and um you know if you do have problems with that please be safe and take care of yourself anyway but um you do have uh, a natural instinct to draw injury away from yourself so like you don't bite through your fingers but you could because it's just like this is gross it's like biting through a carrot like that's how much force it takes but you don't do that because instinctually your body is like uh-uh Oh, you've said this to me before and it gave me like (laughs) gross feelings and I have them again. Yeah. But and you showed me the crime scene photos and the slits that she makes that um, Brittany made in her own pants were clearly in an upward fashion. Mm -hmm. And so that to me indicated to an extent that they were self-inflicted because a killer isn't going to come up and be like, "Ooh, you know, it'd be cool. A little diagonal. Yeah. And if anything's going to be a downward diagonal. Yeah. Again, I just want to reiterate, I'm not a forensic scientist. I'm just really into it. If I'm ever wrong, let me know. We are researching these things, yes. I swear. Yeah. There's links to all the, of our sources, but right. we're also dumb sometimes. So You know, as human beings are in general. <laughs> anyway. So at the trial, Brittany's lawyer tries this whole approach of like, yes, my client did this, but she didn't plan it. Therefore, it's only second degree. But no one bought it. I think from a defense standpoint that the covering it all up part I get that, but if she were my client, I would say, okay, my client's not on trial for covering up a crime scene. She's on yep. trial for murder. And exactly. was the act of murder, the like the killing of Jaina, was that premeditated? Right. I and don't care what happened after. I, that's what I would say if right. I was her defense attorney. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that they did. I'm. It just seemed all of the things, like we've been saying this whole episode, can be... This way or that way just depends right. on who who's on the jury. Who's on the jury? Yeah, they're. I can totally be convinced of both situations. Absolutely, even her fabrication, I can mm-hmm. be convinced of. Okay, <laughs> so that's the whole story essentially. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the motivation of this because, as we do here at Killer Vibes, we like yeah. to do that. We do, and I have a little bit of a theory. It's not a full fledged theory. It's just a little thought I had. Okay, tell me about it. I'm not the only it. one who's had this thought. Okay. So if you've listened to the My Favorite Murder episode of this case, they have the same theory of the Lululemon culture having to do Interesting. with this. So if you don't know much about Lululemon, we've told you it's just like a high-end yoga clothing store, but there's a lot going on there business-wise and culture-wise that not everyone knows about. So- I mean, to be blunt, the word cult is thrown around a lot in discussions about this store. Interesting. there's been like a lot of former employees come forward and just say it's really demanding. It's not just a job. You have to commit to this lifestyle where you have to look and act and be a certain way and that it's just really cutthroat. And there was an article um, on the Huffington Post called Get Fit or Die Trying. And oh, it, I know. <laughs> that, oh, this case takes that to a whole new level. Right? I know. And I think that was before this happened. So, Well, I hope ironic. so. <laughs> um, that would be in bad taste. Yeah, right? Everything we say is in bad taste. That's so, true. Whatever. But um, this employee had wrote this like expose and she had said, 
that one time she had a Diet Coke on the floor while, while working there and she got like publicly shamed for it and that they were issued Lululemon reusable water bottles like shortly after and were not allowed to drink anything other than water while working. Okay. Was this like a company-wide policy that happened after this instance or was it just for that store? Do you know? I don't know, but it's like that's not the only thing. There's just tons of employees who have come and said like, it's a cult. It's crazy. They have ties to like these like spiritual and educational organizations that are a little culty themselves. And, And so I'm just thinking like if that one employee got reprimanded so heavily for having a Diet Coke... Brittany's probably over here thinking, I stole some pants and someone caught me. Like, my life is over. Right. Like, In this she would small be community, yeah. she's, like, trying to become a physical trainer in this town. Her whole reputation would be over. Right. And, I mean, Lululemon is so heavily tied to the fitness community, she probably couldn't get a job probably at not, another yeah. fitness studio because of stealing product from Lululemon. I agree. And I think that all those pressures really could have made her snap. And she's already been rejected from one community for stealing. An athletic community as well, because she was a Mm -hmm. soccer player. And now she's moved across the country and has rebranded herself. And now that's being threatened. Right. And I don't know. I have no desire to steal things. But I think that there is an impulse control that you have to have in order to reject the need to steal something. So if she had done it previously... It's an, a crime escalation. She needs to keep doing it. It's an adrenaline rush. So mm-hmm. um, it's almost like she couldn't help herself. And I feel bad for her. That yeah, she me felt too. the need to take those pants. I agree. And those pants are like $100. So, And I'm sure that you're expected to wear them when you work there and around the community. And your little walking, like, marketing mm-hmm. things exactly. for Lululemon. So I'm sure it's just a really hard environment to work in. And to have all these pressures. And I'm not saying that every Lululemon is like this. I've never worked at a Lululemon. I've just read articles about them. And I'm sure that some women respond really well to that, those pressures and that it's really motivational for them. But if you don't look and act the way that they expect you to, it can be very toxic for someone to say, actually, no, like abandon your own identity and be this way. Right. And that's hard. Yeah, it is really hard. And I don't, I think we're targeting Lululemon specifically because we're talking about a murder that happened in one of their stores. But this is not exclusive to this company. This goes for like Amber Crombie and Finch as well. Mm Because they're also very exclusive in their sales um, persona. Yeah. Which sucks. Which both of these stores have also had issues with non-inclusive sizing and with comments made by their CEOs about like like fat shaming people. Right. And specifically women. Yeah. That's def- that's happened in both of those stores and other stores too. Yeah. And I just like if you work in one of those stores and you're feeling those pressures, like give yourself some self-love and leave. Right. Yes. Like go get yourself out else. of that atmosphere. Like if you're not happy doing something and it doesn't bring you joy, then don't do it. Right. Go <laughs> like, work for an athleta. Yeah. If it's possible. I mean, some right. people, it's no. not just an option to leave a job, no. but I don't know. I mean, don't, you're not allowed to murder someone just because you're upset, but no, I just think that that may have had something to do with this. Could have had absolutely nothing to do with it, but. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's a curious thing to think about. So Hmm. if you want to learn more about this case, Dan Morse, who covered the story for the Washington Post, wrote a book called 
the Yoga Storm murder, the shocking true account of the Lululemon Athletica killing. So interesting murder yoga. Don't do it. Do the don't yoga. Do, do the don't yoga. Do don't the do the murder. <laughs> if you feel like you need to murder someone, maybe go to yoga. Yeah, and like work that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I exactly. find it to be very helpful when I'm stressed. I find sleep to be helpful when I'm stressed. That's that's good too. Mm-hmm. Either one. Go to yoga, get worn out, and then and go, go to sleep. sleep. Good idea. <laughs> well, that was awesome. That was a really cool, like, weird story. I've never heard of that one before. Well, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Hope you all liked it as well. Yep. And thanks for listening to Killer Vibes. Bye. Bye.